Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Our next guest has three Olympic gold medals, a World Cup medal, and is one of the world's most capped soccer players ever. And she's just come out of retirement to play on our shores. We're honoured to have her. She's Shelburne FC's latest signing. Good morning, Heather O'Reilly. Good morning and thanks for having me. Uh, absolute pleasure. You could be possibly the most decorated sports star we've ever had in studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll try to do my best to carry that uh, very important load for yeah, you then. Today. Yeah. You know, I remember back in the 90s, I was on what uh, Irish people call a J1, which is our, our visa that gets us over to the States uh, to you know, do menial jobs and um, have a good time. That's kind of what the whole J1 <laughs> experience is about. Uh, but I do remember one of the things I was struck by when I arrived in the States were these huge ads, billboards um, for the female uh, international soccer team. And it was always, I was struck by it because it was something that we just never saw here, that, that huge promotion, you know, I think in, maybe Nike was behind it at the time. Um, and it was something that I, I suppose I, I took away with me going, you know, women's soccer is, is really, really big in the States. Um, and the crowds that you guys get there are, you know, are, would be the envy of, of us here. Um, hopefully we'll become that way more with the likes of you here bringing, you know, raising the profile of it. Um, when you had those huge moments in front of those huge crowds, what are the moments that stand out for you? <laughs> yeah, I think that you're absolutely right in that there was some women that came before me, especially with the U.S. Women's National Team, mm. like Mia Hamm and Brandi Chastain, like very household names in uh, American sports culture now. Uh, they really, yeah, they, they paved the way. They won the World Cup in 99, which was hosted in the U.S. And that was mm. likely what you're referring to as a really big um, turning point for women's sports in America. And then, you know, f- for me in my time with the women's national team to kind of carry that torch and propel it to either, even, you know, grander uh, levels is you know, like sort of the honor of my life. Um, and so, yeah, in terms of highlights, I think I've had a lot like, you know, winning three Olympic gold medals. Um, one of them was over here in, in Europe being at London 2012 uh, to win that in a sold out Wembley crowd. That's uh, yeah. that was huge. I actually had a very big play in that tournament in the semifinal match against Canada. And that was played at Old Trafford. So that was uh, certainly a highlight. But I think as any soccer player to um, to win a World Cup, that's certainly the pinnacle of the sport. And and finally, we were able to do that in 2015. I say finally because I was part of three World Cups. And in 07, we got bronze. and 11, we got a little closer. We got silver. And so it was always like this elusive goal for me to win the mm. World Cup. Um, and we did it in 2015, which was, uh, which was remarkable. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question is, in terms of your retirement, why did you retire? And um, why are you not retired now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, why did I retire? I mean, I think that, like, I was an early bloomer in my career, like I was mentioning, um, you know, played with the likes of Mia Hamm. So that was a long time ago, right? Like, I made the women's national team when I was 17 years old. It was when I received my first cap with wow. the international team. And so uh, as I got into like my mid 30s, I sort of like reflected on what I was able to do. And at a certain point, every athlete has to um, has to do that and Mm. say like, okay, well, when's the best time for me to step away from the game? Unfortunately, nobody has been father time yet. Um, There's few that have 
come close, like Tom Brady maybe, um, and and myself. I put in a good streak there for a while, but um, yeah, you have to sort of say like, okay, when when is a good time that I feel like I. Left it all out there. I was like, I'm kind of like an orange. Like I've been squeezed. Every single ounce of me has been <laughs> squeezed out. I have a couple drops left, but that's good, right? Because like you still love the game and my mm. body felt good. And uh, a reality of being a female um, is, you know, I wanted to start a family. And so um, the best time uh, for me and my husband was, um, yeah, a few years ago. So we we had two babies um, and I assumed that that was it for my athletic career. Like some of my teammates have come back and have played, you know, they bring the babies on the road and bring them to the matches and things like that. So I knew that it was possible, but I just never really foresaw that for me. Mm. Uh, I thought that closing my athletic career and then sort of this family chapter was a was a whole new ball game, right? And I didn't really want to mix the two. Well, I had these two kids and I realized I still feel pretty good. I love this game a lot. Hey, every woman has the right to change their mind, right? So I sort of said to myself, like, maybe there are some things that I haven't accomplished that I still want to. And one of those things was playing Champions League football. I never did it. I spent most of my career in the U.S. And when I was over at Arsenal, we didn't qualify the year before. So it was just one of those things, right, that I had in the back of my head as a competitor. Like, oh, I never did that. And it kind of bothered me Mm. and annoyed me. And in terms of Arsenal, was it Arsene Wenger who maybe had a pivotal role? Yes, yes. Good shout there. So Arsene and I kind of knew each other from his his last season at Arsenal was when I was over there. And we had met briefly, like at the training ground, just like said hello. I said, I think my most substantial conversation was with him was in the salad bar line after training at like at the canteen to get food. So it's not like we were best friends or anything like that, but... We matched up with each other again because I took part in Soccer Aid, which to anybody that doesn't know is a big um, charity match played in London for UNICEF. And it was such an honor for me because I got to play with some superstars. I mean, not a football superstar, but Usain Bolt was our Mm. number nine center forward. Uh, Shevchenko, obviously a a legend of the game. Patrice Evra, um, Roberto Carlos. Cafu was uh, the the Brazilian right back Mm. was playing behind me. And Arsene Wenger was my manager. And we had a couple training sessions together. Uh, of course, Robbie Keane, too, a local local hero that, yeah, that listeners would probably know. Anyway, so Robbie and Arson were my managers. And after the training sessions we had, Arson says, Heather, you are still very good. You should still play. And I said, oh, thanks, Arson. Maybe I'll think about it. I never did play Champions League, and I always wanted to. He goes, you should do it. So, you know, that kind of planted this idea in my head that maybe I should pursue this. So, yes, Arsene Wenger was the catalyst that that spurred this all on. Yeah, so here you are in Ireland. You signed for Shells. Um, How does the Champions League trajectory look right now with Shells? I I mean, listen, it's anybody's game, right? We're heading over to Slovenia next week. We're playing um, the winners of the Slovenian League. Uh, if we win that match, we continue on and we play the, the winners of the league in Iceland. Mm. Uh, they're facing up with the winners of uh, Armenia. So football's a funny game, right? You never know what will happen. Um, so just kind of taking one game at a time, as they say. But if we can kind of get some uh, momentum and get some results over in Slovenia, win that first game, and we'll likely be faced up with the winner of Iceland, which is called Valor. Uh, a, a pretty good club in Iceland, to be mm. honest. I think that will be a challenging match for us. Um, but uh, again, as an experienced side with with Shelbourne, obviously they won the league last year 
in a very dramatic fashion. So we have some um, we have some experience on our side and um, some young players that are looking to kind of like make a statement. So yeah, I guess uh, it can look- happen. And uh, like again, you get some good momentum behind you, and uh, we have some players that can score score some spectacular goals. So yeah, and they have I, you. They made two hundred two hundred and thirty international appearances. You well, know, I'll um, do what I I'll do what I can do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you're here now, uh, husband Dave. Uh, he's not a footballer. He's a lacrosse man, is he? Yeah, he was. We met at university. He played um, lacrosse at UNC University of North Carolina where we both went to college um, so he he gets it I mean he doesn't play lacrosse anymore like at a high level he stopped after uni but he understands like the the mindset of an athlete so yeah. even though he thinks that this is a little bit crazy a crazy dream he doesn't he doesn't really understand the whole like Champions League allure but for anybody that's in football I think that they kind of can appreciate it that that I would want to do this yeah. but for him I think he's just supporting his wife and also he I think he realizes that he won't have to listen to me for the next 50 years <laughs> complain that I never played Champions League football if he you're, does a, you're a professional sports person there'll always be something you'll be complaining right. about that you're you didn't right. get or do or whatever um, and then what, what age and are the kids and what are their names uh, yeah, so I have two little babies. One is just over two years old. His name is William. And an eight-month-old, his name's Jack. So, yeah, early days in parenthood. And, and as you can imagine, that jet lag coming over from the U.S. was mm. was a real hoot with those kids um, the first couple of nights. It was <laughs> yeah. like this symphony of cries back and forth. Um, I think we were like up at like three in the morning all of us in the uh, in the living room just looking at each other and the the kids were just giggling and we Dave and I are just like what are we doing what are we putting our putting our family through but anyways they're all they're all here and first and impressions of Ireland beautiful hot yeah, well, sunny. Yeah, wow, well, this yeah. is such I mean, false this, advertising. This is lies. Everything that you've been saying for years, absolute lies. I mean, listen, um, not to get too like political or um, controversial, but I spent some time in London. It was just okay. I think Dublin is a very cool city. I think Irish people are very warm, very welcoming, um, very fun. Great music scene. Uh, of course, the weather has been spectacular since I've been here, so absolutely no complaints on that. Um, yeah, I've, and with a name like O'Reilly, I feel like I just naturally vibe with the Irish people. Without a doubt. Uh, we're so happy and honoured to have you living here and uh, doing what you do so well uh, on our shores. Heather O'Reilly, Shelburne's latest signing, uh, Olympic gold medal winner, World Cup medal winner, and uh, hopefully Champions League winner in the next Let's couple go. of years. Thanks so much for chatting to us this morning. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.